guys. Welcome to the Fervent Life Podcast. We're on part five of our Being Still Equals series. And today we're talking about what being still has to do with our hope and security. In Psalm 62, five through six, it says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. Here we can see that being still before God can mean turning away from every other earthly source of hope and security and looking to Him and Him alone for salvation and refuge. 1 John 5.21 really hits home when it says, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. What are some things that can keep us from looking to God for our hope and security? Let's take a look at a few. The first one that came to mind is jobs. Jobs can easily take the place of God in our hearts when it comes to hope and security. Our hope for significance, our security in an uncertain economy. When our souls are weighed down by poor self-esteem or words like inflation and shortages fill us with fear of not having enough, our jobs are an easy thing to turn to. If we get recognized for our performance at work or manage to accrue enough overtime, it can fill us with a false sense of hope. And that hope is false because the foundation it's resting on is as fickle as shifting sand. God created humankind to be drawn to work. He takes pleasure in our diligence and accomplishments, just like a father takes pleasure in the stick figure drawings of his four-year-old child. But our jobs were never meant to take our Heavenly Father's place. We were never supposed to cling to them for provision more than we cling to God. We were never supposed to place our identity in them instead of in God. Another area that comes to mind is family. Families can be a beautiful gift, but they were never supposed to be viewed as the ultimate gift. Relationships with loved ones can be a blessing, but they were never supposed to become our source of hope and security. When Jesus was asked to choose between pleasing his family or pleasing God, he replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Family can be a beautiful gift, but it cannot give us hope and security. Our hope and security are found in Christ alone. And when we allow family to take God's place in our hearts, it can lead to sin and codependency and distraction from the work God has for us. The next thing that came to mind was friendships. Just like family, friendships can easily take God's place in our hearts. And honestly, as the state of families decay in our broken world, friendships seem to be moving further up the list. We were created for community, yes, but we were not created to be fulfilled and made whole by community. Fulfillment and holiness, wholeness come from God and God alone. Our hope to be understood and to belong can be temporarily satiated by people, but never fulfilled. God is our greatest companion and confidant. He alone understands every thought that passes through our minds. His loving arms are the only place we truly belong. 
when we look to friendships to do what only he can do, it can lead to codependency and other toxic behaviors that, in the end, cripple us with disappointment and emptiness. Another area that came to mind is romantic relationships. Perhaps the single most powerful force that can take God's place in our hearts is romantic relationships. We love to be loved. And we humans have a particular preoccupation with being loved in a romantic way. We love romance. We love sex. We want to be pursued. We want to be chosen. We want to be the object of someone's longings and affections. And we can chase romantic relationships in a way that results in devastating effects. Romance and sex are gifts from God and are meant to be enjoyed in the loving parameters of His will. But they were never meant to fulfill us. They were never meant to become our hope and security. People are people. And at the end of the day, even lovers will hurt us and betray us at times. God is our only constant lover. He's the only one whose love does not fade with the passing of time. His love does not hurt or use. It does not take for granted. It does not shame. It is always faithful. The base desires that formulate romantic attachment, the desire to be pursued, the desire to be the object of someone's longings and affections, the desire to be chosen and wanted and loved, those desires deep down are meant to draw us to God. They were only ever meant to reflect his love for us. They were never meant to take the place of it. And they can only be enjoyed fully if his love comes first in our lives. Anything else will lead to chaos and exhaustion and despair. The next area that came to mind is ministry. We are wired for purpose. It boils just beneath the surface, and if we believe it's unfulfilled, it can crush us. Ministry is a beautiful outlet for purpose. God gave us the purpose of ministry when he gave us the Great Commission to spread the hope of his gospel to every corner of the world. But ministry is not our ultimate purpose. Just as disordered loves can breed idols and ruin our lives, so can disordered purposes. Yes, God has prepared good works for us to do, and we see that in verses like Ephesians 2.10. But that is not our ultimate purpose. Our ultimate purpose is to know God intimately through an ever-deepening exploration of His love and to be transformed more and more into the reflection of His Son, Jesus. See Ephesians 3.16-19 and 2 Corinthians 3.18. Another area that came to mind is skills. Our talents and skills can also become a source of hope and security. God has given them to us as gifts, but they were never meant to take his place. Often I cling to my talents and skills as proof of my worth, but my worth is not found in those things. I can cling to them as my source of significance, but my significance is not found in those things. My worth and significance come from God alone, and nothing else can give me the hope and security of knowing I have infinite value, like his life-transforming love. The next area that come to mind is popularity. There's an assumption out there that only teenagers thirst for popularity, but that's totally not true. 
You don't have to look any farther than our social media accounts to discover we're all in the same boat. We all want people to like us. We all deep down want recognition and admiration from people. But the recognition of the world fades. It's as valuable as dust. And the admiration of the world is fickle. It rests on our fragile foundations of people's emotions and perceptions. That yearning for recognition and admiration is to be found in one place, in one place alone. The loving eyes of our Heavenly Father, who has elevated us to the highest position possible through Christ, children of God. See John 1.12. So how do we keep from letting all these things take the place of God in our hearts? And how do we keep them from stealing our hope and security? I take comfort from Psalm 16:8, which says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, that's the key to not being shaken and distracted by the things of this world. Not doing better or striving more, simply looking into his eyes and keeping our gaze on his Resting in his presence, quieting our hearts before him on a daily basis so he can renew our hope and trust in him. Well, that's all I've got for now. I hope this episode has encouraged you in some way. As always, if you've ever liked to contact us, you can always do so at our website at www.theferventlife.org under the Connect tab. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great week. Thank you.